You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. Hey, it's great to be with you all once again. Let me go ahead and move the laptop a bit closer. As you can probably tell just by me saying that, I have just returned from spending a great Thanksgiving with my family in Virginia. It was uh, something I really needed. I'm going to go visit them again in about a month in December. And uh, I could probably say that since I've been traveling back between Wisconsin and Virginia the last couple of months, I went for a weekend in August and then for a week in September, and and this will be my third trip back since I moved out here. Um, Northern Virginia is starting to feel normal again, and uh, it's it feels good to a large degree. Now, do I still see people driving with their mask on? Yeah. Do I still see people in very obviously safe, clean places still wearing their masks, still wearing two masks, despite the fact that when you look at the numbers, like 99% of the population of Fairfax and Prince William County, all those areas, have been vaccinated completely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's become a religion now, but, uh, you know, everything is open. People, people are, are working, which seems good. Went over to Annapolis to visit my fiance and her family, and uh, the the unemployment issue that I, I see a lot of here around Milwaukee is uh, definitely something that is is similar over there. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just uh, it, it's different how things change in even a brief amount of time. And uh, that, that's kind of the, the topic of today. Some of you might be thinking, oh, he just went ahead and literally ripped off the name of James Bond movie. Yeah. And uh, no, we're not doing a review. I, I wanted to talk about something that we have discussed here pretty often. I, I want to say since August, we've, we've taken much more of a direct pivot because some of you probably shouldn't be listening to the show anymore. I'm, I'm just going to be blunt about it. Uh, some of you just shouldn't. And it, it comes from this concept of you're running out of time. 
really, and and this isn't just to be cute, throw a play on wood, words or anything. You're you're literally running out of time, and, and you think you have it, but but the truth is you don't. And no, I'm not talking about the end of the world. I'm just talking about the fact that, especially if you're a millennial, like I'm, I'm turning 27 in uh in about a week and a half, and. I have not had as many years as some of you may, who may be listening, but I've had many hundreds of thousands of miles on me. I was uh, I was joking with somebody a few weeks ago that you know it's not about the age; it's about the miles, and uh, it's it's not an it's not an exaggeration. My life has just been incredibly more chaotic and all over the place than a lot of you have, and I'm not saying that to you know, gently boast either. I went ahead and bought a ticket to go see my grandmother in Arizona. Many of you don't know this, but um, I, I grew up in a small town in Arizona, and it, it's basically like I don't, I don't want to say it's it's in the middle of the desert, but growing up, it was kind of like Mad Max's Australia. Let's put it that way. It was kind of like Mad Max's Australia. I remember the day we got our first chilies. In fact, it was in the front page of the local paper. They talked about it on the news. It was literally, and this was around 2000, this was literally the most exciting thing that my hometown had ever gotten around. Like everybody went to Chili's the weekends that it, it opened up. And it's kind of weird to say that out loud because when I think about it, I still remember how excited I was as like a six, seven-year-old. I remember how excited my parents were. But that's that's how small my town is. People still talk about that, Chili's opening. It, it's wild. So that that's where I'm from. It's a small town, barely has internet. You couldn't really find it on the map unless you really knew where to look. And uh, the joke was – is that you could walk outside, spit off your porch, and hit Mexico. So I, I lived there until about 2003. That's when my father uh, picked the family up and we all moved to Australia for a few years. We came back to the United States in 2005, uh, moved around a couple more times until we landed in Virginia, right outside of D.C., and we thought we were only going to be there for about two, three years at the most. And luckily, because my dad had a very uh, specialized skill as an officer in the intelligence corps, I'm sorry, the intelligence branch, um, he got cycled around to a bunch of different agencies. And that is where uh, my family has been since 2008. They've, they've been in Virginia. And... Um, you know, because of this, I, I I've never had the close family experience that a lot of you probably have. I can count the number of times I've been on vacation with my grandparents in Florida, probably about uh, four times in my entire life. Uh, I can probably also count the number of times I've physically been in a space of them. It's probably less than twenty. Uh, one of them being. Very recently in August when I was in Florida for a conference, I got to hang out with, uh, with my uncle and some other family. I, I've always been very close to my grandmother in Arizona. She you know, basically helped raise my brother and I while my mother was working and while my dad was 
a company commander at the time. And, uh, you know, I, I never, I never met my grandfather, her husband, because he died in the late eighties from lung cancer. I think he died when my mother was 16. So it's always just been, been my grandmother. And, um, she lived with my great grandmother who was a survivor of the Korean war. And she passed away right before nine 11 in 2001. So really it's just been her for a majority of her life by herself the last, uh, 25, 30 years. She, she did remarry in the mid two thousands, but, um, he was a much, much older man and he passed away in 2016. And for, for her to go through that again in her life and then to lose another husband, um, it just hasn't been the same for her. And she's, she's getting to the point now where, you know, she, especially during the, the pandemic when they were locking everyone down, she was a very isolated life. The, the last time I saw her was in 2017. And for years, I, I just, I tried to go back, but I couldn't go back because of two things, time and money. I sadly had the time, but I never had the money. And when I, had the money. I just didn't have the time. It, it was a really, really rough thing. And while we've tried to get her up here, um, she's just at a point where she just, she just won't fly. So this, this is one of the few, well, this is the only opportunity I'm going to go be able to see her before I get married in May. But it, it really started like eating away at me recently, especially when I went ahead and bought the ticket. Because I started thinking about it. This is going to be after Christmas. The only time I'm ever going to see my parents, unless they decide to come up and see me, is, is going to be at my wedding. And I'm taking uh, I'm taking my full paid vacation time to go do the wedding, go on my honeymoon, and then move my fiancé up here. So unless I come back home to see family, I'm going to be working remotely the entire time. I don't, I don't get any vacation time. And after that, it's going to start getting more complicated because now I have my, you know, my soon to be wife's family. I'm going to have to split time between spending time with them and spending time with my parents. And my parents are also getting ready for my father to retire. And, you know, they've made it quite clear that they're not going to live in, in Virginia anymore. So it's, it's all kind of, it's all kind of rushing. And I, I've I've really been trying to think about it. I, I wanted to be able to work from Arizona, but I just um, it, logistically I just wouldn't be able to do so. And it it really hit me when I when I realized that because if let's say my grandmother who's in all right health, especially for somebody that lives by themselves, for somebody who's in all right health. If she has maybe in you know let's just say four or five years, and I go see her once a year for the next four or five years, does that mean I only have five times to see my grandmother? Like really, that, that it's it's kind of morbid when you think about it. But does does that mean I only have I only get to see her five times? That's a question I never was was prepared for 
And, and this also comes at a time where while I was in Virginia, um, my father was, was originally supposed to pick me up from the airport. He, act, he actually had to go ahead and fly down to Florida to visit his great-grandmother who uh, raised him basically um, as, as, a, as a young child through his teenage years because my father's mom died um, when he was about 10, 11 years old. And he had not seen her in 15, no, 16 years. Um, he, he went to go see her last week and literally as he was flying home on Sunday, he got the text message that she had passed away. Now she had Alzheimer's for 15 years for some, for, for those of you that have family members of Alzheimer's, you understand people don't live that long once they typically get it. The fact that she, uh, she hung on for 15 years was remarkable. It's truly one of those things that makes no sense, but she did, but really According to family, for the last uh, five years, especially, it, she she wasn't the same person. And uh, yeah, you know, my dad, you know, career soldier, war vet. He uh, he doesn't show emotion like some other people do. He's very stoic about that type of stuff. But um, you know, through deployments, through moving, through everything else, through prioritizing me, my brother, my mother. He didn't. He didn't have the opportunity to go see her often. Now you know he he did. He's done his duty. He did everything. Maybe he had an opportunity to go do so. Maybe he didn't. But you know, fourteen years, fifteen years, sixteen years. Like that's 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 a long time, and that's also not a lot of time, especially when you're dealing with family like that. And uh, you know, he just. He, he knew that this was happening and we're all happy that she's moved on. She's no longer in this pain, but wouldn't it have been nice? And I'm speaking more for myself. It's like, wouldn't it have been nice if we could just have more time with people? If we, if we had the money to afford that time, because you know, a lot of people are just like, Oh, you've been talking so much about money. It's all about money. All you want is money. And it's like, yeah, I, I really freaking do. I'm not ashamed of it because money buys options and money buys back time. I can make more money. I can't make more time. And uh, it's, it's just been one of those things where really it's, it's counting down. My, uh, my father just turned 51 recently. My father's gray. It's, it's, it's remarkable to see that, especially since I've spent so much time away from my parents. I'm sorry to see my parents are getting old. I'm getting old, but my parents are getting old. When I think of my parents, when I close my eyes, I still think of my parents in their mid-30s. But my parents are getting old. My dog is getting old. That's what really hit me. I remember when we got her as a puppy when I was 12 years old. And uh, that that's just, you know, I'm thinking of my dog. How many, how many more times will I get to see my dog? I, I don't know. I really don't know, and I, I have to ask these questions. Um, I don't I don't want to live like this, and this is why I live a, a a life where I focus a lot on work. I focus a lot on my skills, and I try and take a lot of you along with me. But I think you, I think some of you, listen to these episodes, and you and you keep saying, "Oh, maybe tomorrow." 
Maybe next weekend I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this when I get a bit more money. Maybe I'll do this when I get a little bit more time. Understand, a lot of these things I did, I didn't have time. I didn't have the money. Where I had one or I didn't have the other. It's never convenient. But some of you message me and you give me those excuses. And uh, I, I can't help you with that because it's just the, the excuse is an answer itself. You don't want it because it's difficult. And it's just one of those things where, you know, my, my sympathy has just really kind of gone out the window with this. Especially when I see some of you on Twitter bitching and complaining about political theory and all this other bullshit. And then I see you talking about how you're going to change the world, but then you need you need to set up a GoFundMe to cover a hospital bill. You have to set up an Indiegogo or something to to pay to, to pay to you know get your car fixed or something, so that way you can continue to go to work. How can you change the world when you can't even protect yourself? How are you anybody enviable? When you're, when you're living paycheck to paycheck and you don't have the time, you don't have the money, but you're going to wax poetically about how I should live my life, how other people should live their lives. You know, I've spoken about it. One thing I really like doing and I, you know, I, I try and make a point to do it every month is to find a, a GoFundMe campaign or a charity of somebody, whether I know or not, and make a considerable donation towards that cause. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little, but you know, it's, it helps. And, uh, I was talking to my mother about this recently, about everything going on, about just time, how time is, is something that I'm, I'm not having to count down in years. Now, now I'm seeing time as opportunities that are slowly going away. How many single times will I have left for something or someone? And uh, I mentioned how I mentioned to her how I knew somebody who also died recently and uh, they always had financial troubles and the family had to set up a, um, a GoFundMe for the funeral. It was a lot of money. Uh, $6,000, $6,000 is usually what it takes to cremate somebody and then to put them in an urn, a nice urn, and then to intern them or to bury them or to put them in a box that where then you could spread their ashes and everything else, $6,000. And then if you want to do more, you want to do a wake, it's usually a little bit more than that. So I think between like six to $10,000 just to bury somebody. I, uh, I've had to do that. I've had to well no, I haven't had to do that, but I've I've had to handle those situations and be part of those situations with uh with friends and family, especially a lot over the last uh three, four years as things have just happened to people I know and people that my loved ones know. And it it's one of those situations where it's like you die and you're a burden. You die and you you leave this to people because you didn't you didn't take care of things. And I said to my mom, Mom, when I die, many years from now, hopefully, many many years from now, no no time soon, I don't want anyone to have to worry about how much they're going to have to bury me. I don't want somebody to make a GoFundMe account to cremate me and to spread my ashes somewhere. And she was like, Well, you know, people don't really prepare for that, and this stuff happens suddenly. And I'm like, I know. But everybody will die. That's the only guarantee in life. 
all of you, I will die one day. But there's no time to die right now when you know you will be a burden. That's the one thing that is all guaranteed. Why would you not prepare for that? So I looked back at her and I said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to need somebody to set up a GoFundMe account just to do that. I'll, I'll take care of it. What I didn't tell her was that years ago when I started seeing this and when I started seeing the financial and emotional strain on the survivors of these people, you know, the, the families have to do this. When I saw that, I, uh, I had already worked and earned the money and put the money aside. So if God forbid something happens to me at any point, which one day, one day, you know, I, I will pass, just like all of you, the last thing that my loved ones will have to think about is whether or not there was money provided to burn my body and throw my ashes. But not now. Not now. There's no time to die because there's so much to do. And, you know, I don't want to hear about your aspirations. I don't care about your dreams. I do not care about your dreams. I don't care about you, what you want to do. I don't care about what you want to change about the world. You know, somebody said, you know, life's not all about money. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Because money gives you options. Money gives you opportunities. If you become a millionaire, do you know how many children you could feed? Do you know how many burned down churches you could build up? Do you know how many education, ed- educational opportunities you could provide to people who wouldn't typically have it? Do you know how many lives you could change with that? Do you know how much of your own time you could buy back? Because that's all that, – that, that's the only – like I, I would say it's the only thing that money is good for. Money can buy your time back. It's my goal to one day – just say, you know, I've got to go do something for three, four, six months maybe. i got to go take care of my family, and I'm not leaving until it's done. I don't have to worry about money. Don't you owe that to your parents? The ability to drop what you're doing and go take care of them, especially as they get older. Don't, don't they deserve that? Because they took care of you for at least 18 years of your life. You know? Packing your lunch and wiping your ass and teaching you how not to be a degenerate on society. Don't they, don't they deserve to be taken care of? Money's not everything. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's the root of a lot of things. You know, I, uh, I have another friend who uh, is a watch collector and he bought himself an Omega. Bought himself an Omega Seamaster. It was severely discounted because Black Friday and through some other connections. So he got a very steep discount on it but he let me see the watch beautiful watch nine thousand dollar watch in most places i won't tell you how much i paid for it but beautiful watch and uh i i love watches not just because i think watches are awesome but i love as many of you have heard i did a whole episode about the watches i collect um you know I, i love watches because watches are almost like a bank account but it's a bank account for time instead of money and every second it depreciates and it's reminding you about the depreciation because you don't get those days back. Guys, I've been incredibly financially blessed. I've been incredibly broke. I've done all the great jobs and all the really crappy jobs. And let me tell you, money can only buy back your own opportunity to have access to your own time. And while my bank account has gone up and down and up and down and 
I can accumulate money. I cannot get those seconds back. And as I'm looking at these opportunities, as I'm looking at the the strain, the stress of life and everything that comes, there, there there's no time to die and there's no time to just live to exist. I have to live for something. And as we're getting into Christmas, I hope a lot of you really understand this. You know, a lot of you are, are going to set up, um, you know, New Year's resolutions and everything. And, you know, pe- people people really talk down on, oh, well, you know, a New Year's resolution is just an excuse to put off what you could do today. I, I think uh, I, I think that's somewhat harsh. I don't, I don't look down on it, but, you know, I, I did an episode a few weeks ago about one of the goals I had before the end of the year which was to start a new stream of passive income. And I taught you how to do that within 24 hours, doing something which is so simple, involves cryptocurrencies and a free app that, uh, that I mean, literally, it's, it's, just, it's just free money. It's just free money at that point. But, you know, some of you still won't do it. And that's fine. There, there are reasons out there, very justifiable reasons. But then you get back to me about your dreams. You tell me what you want to do. You tell me about all these great things to come, but you're not putting in the work. And I wonder, do you see the time that's going away? Do you see the opportunities that will not come back? How many more years do you think you have left with the people you love? You know, I had a I had a friend named Joseph Dewitt, one of the best human beings I ever met in my life. The guy was like Jason Bourne and Jim from The Office combined. He was just a good, quirky, homeschooled church kid who was also a you know badass Civil Air Patrol cadet and was going to be a Green Beret and was like the top cadet at. Virginia Tech and was one of the top ROTC cadets in the country when we were going through ROTC together. And um, he had a heart condition at the age of 22. And he intentionally ignored it and didn't report it to other people. And he put off some procedures and other stuff because he didn't want people to know. And he didn't want certain opportunities in the military taken away from him because had they learned about it, had it been reported uh, through an army doctor, he probably would have been medically di- medically discharged and uh, you know he wouldn't have been able to commission and fulfill all those dreams. And at the age of 22, he was driving his beautiful fiance home from dinner and he had a heart attack in his car and he died. Why am I telling you this? It's because a great person with great potential, even though he made choices that may or may not have been responsible for his untimely death, died in a way that nobody ever expected him to. And I went to his memorial with the Corps of Cadets. I drove up to Virginia Tech to attend that, and I attended a private memorial of friends and family. And it was one of those situations where even those closest to him said, I don't understand how this just randomly happened. 
and it's one of those things that haunts me because growing up, he was he was about uh, you know a few years older than I was. It it was one of those situations where I had this person I really looked up to, and uh, you know, for me and a lot of my younger friends who were, you know we were around the same age and Joe was older than us, he um, he just seemed invincible. Now maybe this has happened to you: a loved one randomly dies from an unexpected illness, a car accident, suicide—you name it—and it just ha- happens. And suddenly, all these plans, all these opportunities with those people. You don't get that anymore. It's gone. It's not coming back. I uh, I was, tr- I was driving to Charlottesville with my current fiance and girlfriend, and uh, it was a few weeks after the memorial. And as we were talking about it, because I didn't really talk about it for a few weeks, I remember crying in my car. And she, you know, she was like, what, well, you know, tell, tell, you know, just say it out loud. Like, why are you crying? But I know you're sad, but what is really what's hurting you? And I'm like, you know, my children, as before I would say things like our children, my children will never get to know him. My children will never go and play with his children. There will be no memories of you and me and him and his fiance going to dinner having a barbecue together. There will be no shared memories. It's not going to happen. All that could have been is gone now. Now, for some of you who are just looking for a reason to nitpick, you're probably going to say, well, what does money have to do with this? Money has nothing to do with this. But this is a question of time. This is a question of it can happen to anybody. And right now there is no time to die when so much work has to be done. Because somebody's going to wake up earlier than you. Somebody's going to work harder than you. And they're going to take your dreams from you. And they will live them in reality and yours will die because of your own inaction. Because whether you have 10 years For 50 years, I hope you all live long, fruitful lives. The one truth is that the time is coming down. And ultimately, ultimately, especially if everything over the past year and a half has showed us something, you have no control over it. It's out of your control. But what you have now at the time in front of you is... I hope you all understand this and you know I don't want this to, to upset anybody, but I hope this makes you grateful for the time you have. Go and hug your parents. Go and you know kiss your wives, kiss your husbands, kiss your children, hug your dog, hug your cat. And ask yourself, what are you doing to guarantee that you can have more time and memories of them? Because that is the most important thing that you can do for those around you is to give them the gift of togetherness and love. Because that's all we can ever really give each other through all circumstances. And that's all I've got. Talk to you later. Not to think about. There's enough time to live, especially a better life than what you think you could even get. Good night.